Hey, business owner, did you know that over 4.2 billion people are active on social media now? That means if you want to connect with your customers and find new ones, you need social. Hootsuite is the must-have tool for managing and growing your business on social. You can schedule content, publish posts, and track your success all in one place. Millions of businesses around the world are already using Hootsuite. Now it's your turn. Go to Hootsuite.com slash 30 free to start your free trial and get 50% off your first year. That's H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash 30 free for a free 30-day trial and 50% off your first year. ToplessRobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted, man. What the fuck? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 123 of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm Tyler. I am Brooks. And I'm Kaylin. Yeah, and, and we have shameless uh, self-promotion over yeah. here. <laughs> uh, and we have no Dan uh, this week because Dan is in Spontaneously combusted Florida. after the lost. Oh, yeah. He is currently fighting sewer gator- gators in Florida alongside his grandfather, Race Bannon. His grandfather who refuses to get the internet. That's so, something I don't think I've ever heard. <laughs> Dan even brought his recording equipment and found out that his grandpa doesn't have the internet and has no intention of getting the internet. Smart man. What Dan didn't realize is that he actually stumbled upon a one of those... Uh, old school like reenact the past kind of things like on the prairie <laughs> except that it's the 90s and there is no <laughs> prairie in florida that's true it's the bayou i guess well there's sin- there's sinkholes there are that and, um, and, and alligators and yeah Lots well, there's, there's, you know, yes, yes, it is Florida. After I, all, I have in the past on my way to work in Florida had to uh, uh, swerve out of my lane into the oncoming lane in order to avoid a full size alligator in the road. That is the most Florida thing I've ever heard. It's a real no. thing. It happens all over there. Over and tried to take it home with them. <laughs> yeah, right. Here, and Fluffy. Come on, Fluffy. Then I fucked it. <laughs> Jesus, Tyler. <laughs> God, fa- Tyler. This geez. is a family show. That was that was in poor taste. That was in poor taste, Tyler. Yeah. This man. God. Tyler, leave it to Tyler to just cross the line. Leave it to Tyler. <laughs> the most depressing sitcom TV show of all time. <laughs> it's just an hour in real time of Tyler sitting at his computer clicking on things. What would work. what would what would be your catchphrase? I think it's our, I think we already have it. Oh no 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 no. Yep, no. yep. <laughs> you mean uh oh, no, 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 no. Yes, I yeah. got to get the giggle in there at the end too. I don't know. I don't know if that's marketable enough for for merchandising. Uh, I might have to work on that. Workshop that. 
Uh, we Just could make it slightly more musical. We could. Um, you, you have to get those uh, shirts that uh, Think Geek sold for a short while that actually had speakers built into them, a little SD card <laughs> thing. So you could just be like, you know, hit the button or even better, make them proximity censored. So anytime you like pass someone or anytime there's motion in front of you, it just goes. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I mean, it's I don't think you really need that. I'm scared of most things. So uh, <laughs> you walk near me people six feet away from you for sure it, it would it, it's it's a shirt that's a bat with tyler's face on it <laughs> that screams i like this idea bat i mean I really thinking. it's a bird no it's a bat goddamn bat it's a bat okay so this week saw the release of uh uh the first next gen exclusive on the series x uh instead of it having smart delivery and having an xbox one uh version this is just the xbox series uh the medium and it uh hit game pass uh on launch day and it's from bloober team who did layers of fear and observer uh so they do horror atmospheric storytelling psychological horror stuff oh yeah and they also did uh blair witch i was gonna oh, say yeah, yeah 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 uh which uh we did a full playthrough tyler did a full playthrough on uh yes. the channel it did not did not do well there <laughs> <laughs> uh it, which was like it was pretty mild until the end and then they just started throwing like all Dude, kinds fucking, of shit at you going into that little fucking house was just no, they they forgot to write in scary stuff throughout, so they just like dumped the rest of the packet on the end of the game. <laughs> it was like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. It was Jeff's, like it was Jeff from. Hey. hey, did you put the scary things into the game? What? Uh, I thought that was your job. <laughs> I mean, I definitely did. <laughs> it's like it's like when you're making the old blue box, and you know, part of the cheese powder doesn't come out until you know you have. To, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna dump it on top. For maximum cheddar flavor. Sure. Uh, the old blue box? Yeah. The old blue box. Never heard that before. <laughs> Mac vagina. Um. <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> you guys making fun of me for fucking alligators and <laughs> Kalen's coming in hot. Um, <laughs> that was masterful comedy, Tyler. You silence. It, it, truly. Uh <laughs> So, um, thank you. <laughs> the medium is uh, about a spiritual medium. Medium, yeah. And not about the not about the easy, right? Or the hard. Just the, the medium. Well, so it's got an interesting gameplay aspect in that you, in certain areas, kind of split. Uh, so you're controlling the main character in the spirit realm and in the physical realm. And there are certain limitations in one realm or the other that uh, limits the way you can move around and things that you can interact with. But you can do things in one realm to affect things in the other realm. And so the puzzles are kind of based on this sort of two realm sort of thing. So it goes to like a split screen and you see your character. You're controlling one person in two different spaces. And it's really, really interesting. One family. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, it's it's spooky. It's it's got some spooks, uh, and uh, it's uh, really really pretty. A very very it- interesting gameplay. But I've Is been enjoying it a-, it a lot so far. Is it one that we need to do for Terrify Tyler? Probably. Okay. I, I think so. If it wasn't on Game Pass, would you pay full price for it? Yes. But Ooh. mostly because I'm I'm a Bloober Team fan. Like, ever since Layers of Fear, I've been a big fan of what they put out. Brian is a Bloobie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of what a good name for a Bloober fan. <laughs> Bloober Team. A You're a Bloobie. Like a scary onion. Yes. Big old Bloobies. Uh, what's great <laughs> is there's this part in Layers of Fear where you're going basically through a loop. Um, if you don't take the right path, it just kind of starts over from the beginning. And there are some things Wait, that happen around you. No, you do not. Um, are you stuck and <laughs> uh, no, because it is a space loop. Um, um, and one thing happens at one particular junction every single time. And it's a little kid who comes running through it's like a ghostly little kid who comes running through and smacks his head on something low hanging and falls over i intentionally take the wrong path so i can make that animation happen over and over and over again because it makes me laugh every time silly i was gonna say only one thing worse than kids and that's ghost kids yeah but that makes it better But yeah, it's uh, so the medium is uh, really interesting. It has a very Silent Hill vibe to it. Uh, kind of what I thought when I saw the trailer for it. It looked like Silent Hill-esque. And uh, you get to a point where you encounter this creature who wants to see your ribs and like all basically like wants to wear you. Well, they're in the smoker, you know, so you can't see him just yet. <laughs> And patience. <laughs> um, so there are some stealth elements where you're trying to hide from this creature. And with the, you know, dead people that you encounter and, and stuff like that, that all pretty much happens entirely in the spirit realm. You're, you're, main like being able to see them and being able to interact with them that all kind of happens exclusively in the spirit realm so So, you encounter this thing this giant thing for the first time in the spirit realm and then you have to run away from it but then you find out that it can follow you to the real world and it's invisible so you end up doing these stealth bits hiding from an invisible creature that you can only see when you're holding down. You can only kind of see when he's within a certain range of you when you're holding down this sense button. So it's very nerve-wracking. Don't like this. This This is the thing that wants your ribs? Yes. He wants to wear you. It's briskets in the other hot pot. It's your ribs cooked. (laughs) It's uh, Danzig because he just wants your skull. Yes. But the whole thing takes place in an abandoned uh, government owned um, uh, relaxing facility called Neva. 
and I'm pretty sure they're a Polish developer, so it's it's probably takes place in Poland, is my guess, uh, or something like that. And um, it's uh, apparently it got shut down because there's this story of like a bunch of murders that happened there. And um, murders at the state run pleasure dome. Basically, when you get there, you find out that that the story is true and it's really cool. Is it a bloober team was uh, Polish? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. They're (laughs) Polish. There's some Eastern European. Okay, because I was going to say, because CD Projekt Red's also Polish. I'm like, what's what's in the Yeah, right. What's in the water in fucking Poland? Considering <laughs> both of them did <laughs> cyberpunk games and one of them works. It's uh, uh it's in the beer, Tyler. It's it's not the water. <laughs> oh, good call. <laughs> uh, is it uh, um is it set in a is it a contemporary setting or is it like a period? I think it takes place in the nineties. I can't remember. Uh let's see. Well now I hey, wanna know. Something going up. Pretty sure it takes place in the nineties. Let's see, man. The nineties does that con- count as a period piece? <laughs> At this point, yes. <laughs> considering considering Captain Marvel is a period piece. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> chief, <laughs> chief signatures. Blockbuster still exists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I uh, highly recommend it if you have the means. Uh, it is available on next-gen uh, systems and PC. So it is available on Game Pass on PC. But I, as I understand, it is a very hungry game uh, as far as um, specs are concerned. It hungers for your computer's ribs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, ribs. <laughs> I don't want roasted chicken. That wasn't funny. Motherboard, one of the ribs done. Console joke. Yeah. (laughs) KFC console. (laughs) Um, The one of... That's the only... uh, That's the first exclusive Series X game. Yeah. Uh, This long long in the process. I mean, we're three months since... Or two months since it... Considering they're putting so much emphasis on backwards compatibility... Uh, even the, especially the teams that Microsoft owns are going to be making games that also work on the Xbox one. Uh, my guess is that we're probably not true, but sorry, go ahead. We're probably not going to see an abundance of current gen exclusive, uh, titles until next year. That makes sense. I guess I'm okay with it because n- not everyone can afford the or find a PlayStation or an Xbox right now. So. Right. Wait, didn't you get a PS5, Tyler? Right. Oh, actually, guys, I have some big news. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what sucks about that is it becomes programming for the lowest common denominator, which is the previous generation now. And that means that we're not really going to see a lot of, you know, uh, we're going to see games held back as a result, uh, visually and, and whatnot. 
say, and this is something that I wanted to, I played a lot more Morales this, this week. On the PlayStation 5? Yeah, on the PS5. The greatest trick that Tyler ever pulled was getting a PS5 on Amazon. <laughs> no, that, like, I don't, it, it, it's backwards compatible, right? It works on the PS4, like you can, or yes, they have the yeah. PS4 version. Yeah. Not that you need to worry about that. Because nah, you have a PS5. A five, yeah. yeah. Five is greater than four. <laughs> just in case you didn't know, let's do that. Let's the get PlayStation that. V. <laughs> we'll do some uh, some Roman numeral. No, it'll be like uh, it'll be like uh, Psycho Sticks. Um, uh, I can only count to five. <laughs> no, yeah, because they do that that uh, joke song uh, to the tune of Drowning Pools. Let the bodies hit the floor. I can only count to four. 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 <laughs> One, two, what comes after two? Three. <laughs> Four, I can't count no more. <laughs> so fucking good. Uh, but what I was going to say is that um, I don't know how much of a worry we'll have with that because holy fuck, Morales is gorgeous. Like that game, this is the first time that I've played a game. I'm like, this is next gen. Like, like I never really felt too much of that with PS4. This is pod racing. <laughs> Yeah. It, it is yeah. definitely gorgeous, and I think, you know, Insomniac deserves a lot of credit for that. It, of course, the first one was gorgeous on PS4 Pro as well. Um, yeah. The uh, uh, I don't see a ton of uh, graphical difference between Miles Morales and the original Spider-Man. Uh, I think they were both impressive, you know, visually i guess i guess i didn't have a 4k tv when sure. i played original spider-man so i definitely see that maybe that's why i'm skipping <laughs> not only did i get by the way i got a ps5 but um what? yeah Dude. i also had a, got a, the, got the 4k tv so that probably helped um the you're getting a deal <laughs> the where that game really shined for me was uh uh 4k 60 frames a second like that that was impressive. It's gorgeous. It's so pretty. Um, I love your teapot. I love your teapot. <laughs> I love my teapot. Thank you. <laughs> so, I'm a little. <laughs> are you short and stout? I am. Hmm. I don't want to see your spout. <laughs> Give me that handle. Um, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think see we're getting close to a line that <laughs> uh i'm i apologize uh kaylin uh may i have your consent in grabbing your handle you sit me over and pour me out oh outstanding outstanding that's that's Hot. that's what i was hoping for that's that i was Hot. i was really hoping for that yeah um, that's premium content for our some for our subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we bring back the feet here too? Like, okay, here we go. There we go. And oh you're God, even at, oh, okay. The sock came off. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in addition to the medium, we also got Cyber Shadow finally. And I didn't realize the whole time that, you know, I'm like, oh, this is Yacht Club Games. This is definitely going to be like, look at what they did with 
with uh, uh, Shovel Knight. You know, they they're going to do this great. This game was not developed by Yacht Club Games. It's published by Yacht Club Games. Because they became too. Um, but it's still great. It, it is definitely still great. Yacht Club Games does not do, make their own games. They pay the poor people to do that. <laughs> I say, I have a capital idea for a game. Let's go over there and buy their game and say that's my idea, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the game that you've made. Hold on. Look at the game I've made. <laughs> Here's your $50. So, um, Cyber Shadow is uh, very Ninja Gaiden-y, and it it looks like there's going to be some backtracking. Um, It has kind of a linear progression uh, line, but at the end of every level, there's like a computer terminal that allows you to move to whatever other level. So, if you wanted to even start the level you just did over again, you can do so from the computer terminal at the end of that level and uh, you will be jumping back to other levels because uh i noticed there are some secrets that i found uh in the first level that appear to need uh a different weapon or some type of upgrade or something like that in order to unlock it sounds like you're describing a metroidvania yes and no i hesitate to use that term because metroidvania is an open map and this is not an open map. Uh, this is linear progression with backtracking. So Metroidvania like. Well, I'm. I mean the 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 me- to compare it to the messenger. Uh, the messenger starts off as linear and then then becomes a Metroidvania. Sure. So maybe it'll end up doing the same. It doesn't seem like it so, will because the at the end of, of every level, like I said, there's two stations, one for saving and one that allows you to move around the map. Oh, okay. So it uh, seems like uh, that's going to be how's the thing. soundtrack. Is it uh, soundtrack's is it great? Uh, boss battles are fun. Um, mm. It start. It started out a little too easy. Like, I was expecting Ninja Gaiden hard, and yeah. it, it didn't have that to start, but then it kind of started picking up. Um, once you understand what? the way the enemies behave and what you can expect from, from those enemies, it becomes a little bit more trivial. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun game. People are definitely, I mean, I'm looking forward to see what speedruns in this are going to look like. I love um, the artwork for this game. Yeah, it's, it's so great. Pretty. It's great. Yeah, very, very classic. With some cool looking additions to make it more normal or more modern, I should say. And it's interesting. You can get little power ups for your sword. And they might be damage boosts or something. It seems like the, the power up that you first encounter gives you a little damage boost and a little range boost. And it shows in the top left corner, and there are three dots uh, vertically alongside uh, the power-up that you currently have. And Mm -hmm. that is indicative. Basically, you have that power-up until you get hit three times. And then that power-up goes away. So I I like that. It has no limited use or anything like that. It's entirely based on getting hit. I I like that. There there are too many... uh 
games that are harder because of like uh, one one shot destroys your your power up shit. Yeah, like like any shmup. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, you're dead now. <laughs> yeah. Good luck fighting the boss with like you know throwing beans at it. Yeah. Christ. <laughs> oh, you're well. So it, that's not so bad in shmups unless you get a game over and you have to continue, and then it, it, you continue from like right before the boss, and you can't get any additional weapons because in shmups when you die, like all of your upgrades just go. <laughs> shoot out over the screen you can try and grab them real quick i'm just realizing that i never actually finished that last level of ninja gaiden oh yeah because i couldn't again fucking hard (laughs) (laughs) it is it is is very difficult i I sat there for hours and hours and i i was like i'm gonna give it a break and then i haven't picked it back up since that was like uh, like six months ago tyler you're turning into me I played it a lot, though. Yeah, I, I did the same it. thing with Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> I actually finished Bioshock Infinite. So, so. did I, eventually. I just <laughs> set it aside and forgot about it forever. <laughs> I just got tired of the pain. <laughs> that game was fucking rough. I probably put, like, a good, like, three hours of just dying immediately on that. Or not immediately, but... That's it? You gave up only after three hours? <laughs> On just that level, in like a day, I'd probably put more than three hours. You should watch my uh, Super Meat Boy Forever stream, uh, where I um, spent an hour, an hour and a half on one boss. Fucking Jesus. Yeah. Fucking That's how Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, last last night I was playing some Hollow Knight, and I've I've gotten to a very difficult boss, and I'm just I think I spent an hour and realized what I was doing, and I put it down and I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you need those though to remind you of those old days when we were younger. You just sat there, oh, I can do it. <laughs> like, no, I can't, and it's okay. <laughs> I, I got AU. What? What boss? Um, Nosk. Oh, Nosk is a that like spider fucking dude. I haven't gotten to Nosk yet. It's gross. It's just really annoying because I I can't I can't land a lot of consecutive hits on him, particularly at the end. Mm. Yeah, he's a bitch. Also, yeah. I mean, a lot of the the bosses in uh, uh, um, Hollow Knight are uh, very. You have to be very patient. Uh, yes. I beat Hollow Knight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you beat? Oh, did you beat Hollow Knight? Yeah, like two years ago or something. Wow. <laughs> well, well, I'm playing it with all the extra stuff they've added to it now, so it's basically a different game. The <laughs> 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 God championship thing, but... Yeah, yeah, I, I have the Void Heart edition on uh, PlayStation, and I've been playing it on the PS5. And uh, it does it load fast? Oh yeah. Um, Wait, Ryan, you have the PS5? I I don't know. Uh, I do don't know have. I also have a PS5. A, a PS5. I heard, and I'm not sure <laughs> if this is true, but I've heard. Tyler, do you, do you have a PS5? 
I have uh, a, P- a little bat told me that, uh, <laughs> uh, that you got a PS5. I told you they were real. Um. But yeah, I, I had started Hollow Knight several, several times. I knew it was something I was going to love because I love Metroidvanias. They're probably my favorite game type ever. And uh, um, I started it and would set it down and would start it and set it down and just kept having to start over. And uh, uh, so now this recent startup on uh, PS5, uh, I've gotten further than I've ever gotten uh, in the game, and I am just loving every moment of it. So I, I love how moody it is. Yeah, uh-huh. it's. Uh, I I love playing it at the at the end of a night because I can just like yeah, it's a little stressful, but I can still go to bed after playing it. My goal <laughs> is to beat it before the new one comes out in like March, I think, or I don't remember if they have a date for it or not. They don't. But I know it's coming out this year. I have it on the Switch. I just haven't played it yet. <laughs> it's a great I mean, game. I, I, I've heard it's very a, a lot of good things about it. I just yeah. have not said how it is. Right now, I'm going to beat fucking Morales, and then I'm going to buy Ghost of Tsushima, and that's what I'm going to do next. <laughs> good call. I have my <laughs> gameplay laid out. Ghost of Tsushima is a, is a dense game. I know. Yeah, it's it's a big it, it's a big one. Have you gotten back to it yet, Brooks? Um, not this week. Uh, I I played some last week, but um, for for me, it's it requires a lot of effort to remember where I'm at. <laughs> Every time that I, oh, that no. I put it down, and it's and like I'm not starting it over because I'm I'm far enough into it where I don't want to have to do all that beginner <laughs> shit again. Uh, so I just kind of like well. Do I, uh, what, uh, if I can run a couple of missions tonight, I think I'll feel okay. But then, then I get distracted by chasing after whatever. <laughs> and, I'm chasing uh, a fox. I'm chasing butterflies shaped like foxes. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to get back into Ghost of Tsushima as well. I uh, think right now I'm mostly going to be focusing on the medium and Hollow Knight. Um, <laughs> Because I'm super enjoying the medium uh, and looking forward to when we can make Tyler play it. Uh, and uh, Hollow Knight is just everything that I love in a game. It's amazing. So uh, in entertainment, uh, we got a new episode of WandaVision. I still watch the new one and I keep forgetting to. I was going to do that last night. It is no, no spoilers. It is uh, a good uh, we're, we're finally getting like, this is not a sitcom episode. Oh, we're finally uh, getting a look at uh, what's going on in the real world. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, I can't, I can't wait to confirm my theories. It is <laughs> a full episode um, that is uh, taking place outside of the sitcom. So, <clears throat> we, and I'm kind of we see some uh, good MCU uh, world building and linking from other uh, MCU properties in this episode. Uh, some uh, just really great. It's it will confirm some suspicions for sure. 
Okay. <laughs> so it's I'm good. like really excited. Have you suspicions. The new episode yet, Brooks? No, no. Um, I, uh, I'm probably gonna do that in the next couple of days. I'm trying not to trail too far behind. Uh, I. Oh well, yeah. I, I've been watching it at work on Saturdays, but since I worked a weird overnight shift, I just stayed up all night playing Final Fantasy V instead. <laughs> oh, by the way, today was the 24th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII. Yep. And I sent uh, that mean meme. That's a very mean meme. It's a very mean meme. Final Fantasy VII can almost rent a car now. (laughs) It has been uh, drinking legally for a couple of years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I slept with it. (laughs) Hot. Um... (laughs) Yeah, which which disc is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Early guys, I'm so sorry. You have to leave. Okay, bye, Kaylin. We love you. Bye. bye. All right. He's got, no, 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 we can talk shit about Kaylin. Shit. Fuck yeah, <laughs> that little loser. Uh, check Mad out shite. check out and uh, subscribe to Snailmate on Twitch. They've been doing uh, some uh, pretty regular streaming, uh, some food streams, some game streams. It's a lot of fun. Some music streams. Don't yeah, listen them. to their music. It Don't does not them. suck. Yeah, Don't their music is great. He left us. <laughs> we should be shit talking him right now. <laughs> um, you know what? Ah, a talented musician. Right. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Also, God, uh, he's so good at things. Who gives a fuck about him? <laughs> we also saw the. Uh, I think it's the second of WB's movie slate to hit HBO Max. Uh, it oh, can, yeah, with the- uh, theater, uh, the little things. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, Jared Leto, Denzel Washington, and Rami Malek. That is a fucking cast, man. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was not a fan of that movie. Really? Yeah, I've not I've not yeah. seen it yet. It was uh, not what I was hoping it would be. What is it even about? So I, I haven't actually looked into it yet. It's about uh, a uh, a cop who's like kind of a legend on the force, but not for entirely the best reasons. Uh, he used to be a detective in this uh, other place. And he's got this unsolved case that he was involved in that happened, you know, a long time ago. And Rami Malek is like the hotshot detective who uh, took uh, it like he's basically fresh out of the fresh ish out of the academy. He's a younger guy. So Denzel Uh Washington's the old dog. And uh, Rami Malek is investigating this uh, uh, serial killer and kind of invites Denzel Washington to uh, help him out. And they work together on uh, tracking down the serial killer uh, played by Jared Leto. Um, oh, do they sing songs about friendship and shit? <laughs> super about that. Uh, and I say played by Jared Leto because it's not a fucking secret because the problem that I have with it is that there's not really any intrigue in it. There's no cat and mouse. There's no, you know, I don't know. It, it, it just wasn't the movie that I wanted it to be or that I thought it could be. Uh, especially Jared Leto with Jared like Leto playing the psychopath that he is in this movie. Like he he just plays it's like uh 
the issue that uh, I think Stephen King had with um, Jack Nich- Nicholas uh, being cast uh, in The Shining. Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Uh, sorry, Jack yeah. Nicholas. Uh, I did not realize that. Uh, yeah, that Stephen King wrote a book about golfing. <laughs> yes, it's uh, <laughs> the shinning. <laughs> no, He's got um, the shinning. It, it takes place in room four. <laughs> There's just a clown. A clown is always four. <laughs> I can't believe he's uh, laughing at that. That was bad. You, you have to golf. We have to golf clap for that one for sure. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent form. And yes. here we have a rare, uh, solid joke execution from Tyler Fleck. Uh, Don't see this very often. Yeah. Uh, Tyler yeah. normally is quite bad at these kinds of executions and currently is leading the bottom of the national average. They very rarely <laughs> land after being hit off the tee. So this was a good moment, yeah, I'm sure. He has plenty of jokes, but uses the same ones constantly. <laughs> uh, and for that, we salute him. <laughs> That's the thing about comedy. The more you do it, the funnier it gets. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> yes. Repetition is key. Repetition exactly. is key. Repetition is key. Repetition is key. Permanent. Did you not want to have a PS5? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Podcast launcher. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was a callback. (laughs) So, um, uh, Jared Leto, being the method actor that he is, is uh, pulling a Christian Bale in The Machinist kind of, you know, transformation. Uh, He became a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) He actually went out and killed a bunch of people. In fact, I'm not entirely unconvinced that this whole 30 Seconds to Mars cult that he started isn't for a role. Um, (laughs) But uh, he is nearly unidentifiable in this film because his face is so gaunt and uh but and he's skinny but he's got like the distended belly and it just looks unhealthy he looks legitimately unhealthy and he's uncomfortable uncomfortable to look at in this film probably stamping damaged on his head didn't help either (laughs) yeah so, uh, check it out. I mean, it's got a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, not, you know, uh, but it's still worth watching. It's still worth seeing just I probably will watch it just for, just to watch Denzel Washington, Rami Malek and Jared Leto. <laughs> it's probably more worthwhile to watch than wonder woman, 1984. Oh, that sucked. Did you, did you hate it? I liked it. I, I, it I haven't even bothered with it. It was, uh, it was, just all right yeah like Uh, i watched um uh a review about it and some of the issues that they brought up were just like enough for me to not want to watch the film like they were very specific issues that they outlined in uh in the review and i was like i just i'm not gonna put myself through that it was too long and there wasn't enough fighting when it needed to be fighting you know what i'm saying (laughs) it was very long i think that was my worst part of it. It just took forever. It was too long, and I didn't quite understand 
uh, why everyone was there half of the time. Yeah, it seemed like they really didn't think out a lot of their characters and character interactions and motivations and all kinds of shit. So I, I it's you know, maybe I'll watch it at some point, but I'm not in any fucking rush to to check that, that movie out. Like I I'm not one of the haters for on it. I I I had fun with it, but it is it was definitely disappointing after how amazing the first one was. Like the first Wonder Woman was such a good movie. Yeah. Like if if this was the first one that would it, it uh, would not have gotten a sequel. No. Well, it it might have gotten a shitty half-ass sequel by a bad director and it probably would come out you know sometime around like February or something like that you know uh, but we do have um, uh, the King Kong vs. Godzilla film uh, to look forward to we got a trailer for that uh, this week that it looks so ridiculous and that's another watch. one that's going straight to HBO Max so we can look forward to that my favorite to the Max my favorite part of the trailer is Godzilla is killing people and we don't know why. And I just go, cause he's fucking Godzilla. But God, <laughs> no, that, but you clearly don't watch enough Godzilla films. Godzilla is the good guy. Is he? Yes. Yeah. Godzilla well, is the guy that the they call one. on. Yeah. The first one. Sure. But like Godzilla is the defender of humanity. He is not the one who kills people. But I guess all the movies that I've seen, he ends up killing people, especially in the new ones, like the Ryan Cranston one. He's killing people. Like, <laughs> but in King not, of the Monsters, well, he's not really. I never saw King of the Monsters, but I'm talking more like the the very first reboot with Ryan Cranston, and then he died. I'm Godzilla. <laughs> like, well, you, you know, you know, Tyler. History shows again and again how nature points out the folly of man. All right, clearly you're not a Blue Oyster Cult fan. <laughs> go, go, Godzilla. Go, go. Um, the I mean, and I'm far from a Godzilla scholar. Um, but. Actually. As I seem to recall in most of the films that I've seen, like he's kind of summoned in order to save people from, you know, other There's monsters. There's some weird, weird reason for Godzilla showing up, whether the government is involved or not really just depends on what era uh, we were talking about. But, uh, I mean, it's Godzilla. He is technically the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's not. It's like it'd be like calling uh, calling a flock of birds like the bad guy in anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bats. Bats. <laughs> the birds are bad in the birds. Okay. Um, and <laughs> of course we've got uh, Matrix Four uh, coming direct to HBO Max as well this year. So. That'll be I can't interesting. wait for that one. Can't wait to see. I'm actually see kind of dust off their big leather jackets. Yeah, right. I'm actually kind of excited to see how time has influenced, you know, that that take, you know, that story. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's just they got that was a, that movie series was a game of diminishing returns. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Every- absolutely. The first. second and third ones were terrible. Animatrix was fucking outstanding. And the first one is outstanding. Mm-hmm. And that is it. So I've not really and I've never really sat here and been like, man, you know what universe I want to go back to. But it's <laughs> not like it. So. There are there's something to keep in mind here. Um You've got the first Matrix, which was wildly successful and incredibly good. Um, mm-hmm. Then the follow-ups were disappointing, and I feel like the follow-ups were not part of the original plan. Um, so, but then you know, so much time has passed. Uh, the Wachowskis have put out more films since Matrix Three, and they're largely good. V for Vendetta was Wachowski's. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I forgot that was them. Uh, what else? I know oh, the Battle of Buster Scruggs. No, Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter said, "Yeah, that's the one I was trying uh, to remember." Oh, okay, that, that was one, not that, that sucked. Yeah, that, was a that one was not great. Cloud Atlas was. There was a lot of whispering in the film. <laughs> Lots of whispering. But like one guy who plays whisperers in every movie, they've they've uh, done enough, um, you know, to remove themselves from the stink of Matrix two and three. I think they're capable directors and writers. I mean, really, they've got since eight Jupiter ascending cloud Atlas and Speed Racer. (laughs) Speed Racer was amazing. (laughs) Speed Racer was legitimately outstanding. I did like Speed Racer. I was not expecting to like Speed Racer. <laughs> I only saw like the first 10 minutes of it. Dude, watch that whole movie. Honest. It's out. It's so good. It's genuinely right, good. It shot. Oh, yo. Uh, speaking of, of new movies, um, uh, did you guys ever watch the, that Dragon Quest movie on Netflix or check it out at all? Yes, I did watch that. So I think the same animation studio uh, was on board with the Lupin the Third reboot. Oh really? They did. Yeah, they they did a. And I haven't watched it yet, but it looks like it's the same like uh, style of of thing. It looks fucking hilarious. So, well, it's Lupin. Uh, I mean, of course. Yeah. Which is very confusing because there's that show on Netflix now. Yes, uh, that w- that confused the hell out of me. I was like, "Is Netflix doing a live action Loop on the Third? I this is the first I've ever heard of it. Look at this gritty fucking title, Loop on, like you Lupin know, on the Third. Well, well, uh, so in so Loop on the Third. Spoiler: the, the um, Loop on on Netflix has nothing to do with Loop on the Third. No, well, well, it, it sort of does. Um, it's like based on the same thing. Hang oh, on a is second. It? Uh, sort of. So, like, Lupin the Third, his grandfather, Lupin the First, is a famous, uh, spy? No, not spy. Like, like gentleman Inspired thief Inspired by the adventures of Arsene Lupin, gentleman thief, Arsene Diop, sets out to avenge his father for an injustice inflicted by a wealthy family. Oh, I'll be damned. Well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> what is this yeah. movie? Well, it's it's a series, apparently. It's a series on Netflix, not to be confused with with uh, Lupin the Third, which is an anime series right. and manga. And there's also uh, technically a Studio Ghibli. It's like the the yeah, it is last the, the last movie 
uh, they made before becoming Studio Ghibli. Uh, so, but it it looks. I mean, the landscape just tells you everything. Yep, it is visually identifiable as a Studio Ghibli film. Yeah, it's great, and the soundtrack kicks ass because the Lupin the third so- uh, theme song just slaps. Yep, the nineteen seventy eight version. I love the Lupin the third theme song. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I did watch a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed this week. Psycho Goreman. Oh, oh, yes. Tell, tell me how, how that is. It is outstanding and ridiculous in all the best ways. Um, <laughs> the little girl in it. I need she needs to be in so many movies. Holy shit. She is so full of sass in in like. <laughs> The best, you know, borderline mean-spirited way, and it, it's just fucking great. It, it is the the costumes and uh, uh, special effects are really good, really, really good, and it's all practical. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's some digital effects, but like all their character uh, uh, creature creation and shit like that, it's all practical effects, uh, and it's all impressive. Um, no comment. Oh, <laughs> they watching it on Disney Plus. I see. Yes, <laughs> obviously. The yard. I mean, um, yes, but I think <laughs> it it hit streaming platforms. It is on Amazon Prime. You have to rent it. Yeah, like, it, it hit streaming platforms this past week. Um, Psycho Gorman still. What's that? Yes. Yeah. Never mind. I was just making sure that it, I was paying attention. Okay. But yeah, it's. <laughs> uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a very fun and extremely ridiculous film. Just like absolutely right. ridiculous. And if it's any indicator, the guy who made it um, has made films for Troma. So that should give you an idea of what you're in for. Uh, just not as. Not as sexually graphic as trauma films can be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't watch trauma, trauma movies at work. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, this is a gory film, but not sexual at all. Okay. And not even really go. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, never mind. It's super. It is definitely super gory. I, would, I was going to say, if the movie's called Psycho Goreman, it better be fucking gory. <laughs> That's just false advertising, if not. Um, Psycho Gorman. So uh, the guy who uh, created this also did uh, The Void, um, which I... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The that cult, movie slaps. Yeah, the cult movie. Um, and Father's Day. And uh, uh, what else? We watched... He did a trailer for a fake movie called Biocop, which you can find on YouTube, which is fucking hilarious. Mm. Apparently, he did a short uh, in ABCs of Death 2. He did W for Wish, uh, which I can't remember any of those. Oh, well, I mean, it takes uh, six to eight weeks to arrive, so. People on the fucking pod, listening to the podcast, are 
probably like, what the hell just happened? Why are they so quiet? Oh. <laughs> he also did a uh, short film called Chow Boys, an American folktale. Three stupid cowboys are lost in the woods without any food on the coldest night of the year. Will they succumb to the cold cannibalism or the Christmas spirit? He also okay. did, he also did Leprechaun Returns. He did. Uh, so uh, you're looking at his uh, makeup effects uh, credits. I'm actually looking. At, it looks like he also is a director of it, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw that, but I thought it was only under makeup effects. I must be wrong. He did both. Because, <laughs> yeah, it shows him. Oh, under, I'll be damned. Under... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was this, a, makeup artist, a makeup artist for Suicide Squad, too. Huh. Yeah, but when you oh. look at his makeup artist stuff and, like, special effects stuff, he did a bunch of Todd, of the Bo- uh, Todd in the Book of Pure Evil and stuff like that. Uh, you know what to expect visually out of Psycho Goreman. I never actually saw... Um... Todd versus the Book of Pure Evil. The, uh, you need to watch Todd and the Book of Pure Evil so bad. You would love it. It uh, is uh, great. Uh, it's on Shudder. Oh, okay, okay. And I will oh, give I, you my Shudder login if if need be. It's so good. I I feel like I I feel like maybe we have talked about this before, but yeah. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it that. has uh, McMurray from Letterkenny in it as a as a metalhead who hangs out in the parking lot of the high school, looking a lot like Dave Mustaine. <laughs> That's fantastic. Into it. And Into Jason it. Muse as the high school uh, janitor who lives in the oh high school. Oh my god! Yes. I might have to check that out. Yeah, too. it is a it's great boring. series. Is it just a kind of a gory show? Uh, yeah. There's definitely some gore in it. Um, but yeah, it's about a, uh, uh, book of pure evil that makes, you know, that ends up in the hands of some high school, you know, of a different high school student every week, basically. And they, you know, wish for something and it all goes horribly wrong. And Todd and uh, his best friend and, uh, um, a uh, girl that he's in love with and a girl who's in love with him, uh, all battle, like trying to find the book because the girl that he's in love with is trying to find her dad who went missing while studying the book of pure evil. And there's, yeah, it's, it effectively amounts to a monster of the week, you know, kind of series, but with an overarching uh, plot line where like maybe Todd is the pure evil one and, and shit like that. And it's really, really fun. All right. All right. I'll check it out. I've got a few movies to check out today. And of course, uh, we would be remiss if we were to fail to bring up stonks. Stonks! Stonks, stonks, stonks. So, stonks. uh, GameStop is. Let me see what it's currently. Yeah. I just want to. $12 billion. I just want to preface this really quick. Uh huh. I don't understand what's happening. And oh, I, feel I can like, explain to you. All right. I feel like it's, I was going to say, I feel like it's too weird. I'm so, I'm so late in the game, but it's, I should know what's happening, but so, I don't get it. GameStop <laughs> is currently sitting at $325 a share. Six months ago, it was at $4 a share. I, I knew that. So what happened, so uh, hedge funds 
um, do what's called uh, short selling. Mm-hmm. And a short sell, you're betting on a stock to fail. So uh, what happened was uh, Wall Street Wall Street bets on Reddit noticed that this hedge fund um, bought a ton of GameStop stock, or they didn't buy it. What happened is, uh, in short selling, you borrow stock that you have to pay back. And the idea is you borrow that stock and immediately sell it at its current market price, betting that it will go down. So that means that, let's say that you buy one stock at $10, you immediately sell it for that $10, and you're betting on that stock to go down. You will have to return that stock to you know the broker who you borrowed it from, but... So what you have, what you do is you wait for that, that stock to go down, you buy it back at $7. That means you've got $3 in your pocket because you then return the seven, now $7 valued stock to the broker who you borrowed the stock from. So obviously this $10, $7 shit is very, you know, we're taught that's very small compared to when hedge funds do this, they buy huge amounts or they borrow huge amounts and immediately sell it. So Wall Street Bets saw that this happened and decided, you know, someone uh, brought up the idea, let's screw them over. So <laughs> they all started buying GameStop stock, which shot the the price up. That hedge fund is bankrupt. That hedge fund <laughs> is so bankrupt. They, it was, they were counting down in uh, Wall Street bets. They're like, by this time tomorrow, the amount that they owe in, if, if, to pay back the stocks that they borrowed, that they, it's called a short squeeze. Uh, the stocks that they borrowed, they are $17 billion in the hole. Holy <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> Oh, that's 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 great. I love it. And it, it, it just kept rising and people just held on to the stock. And uh, to add another layer of controversy to this, you know, basically what happened with Wall Street bets is market manipulation. And that's what people on Wall Street do all the time. Oh. And um, so uh, Robin Hood which has made an entire platform. Uh, uh, their mission statement is democratizing finance and realizing that they could, you know, basically making it so um, people like us can buy and sell stock with no brokerage fees. And uh, Robinhood comes into the equation because when this all started happening, Robinhood first prevented people from buying GameStop, put a block on buying GameStop, citing market volatility. And uh, so you could only sell. And in some cases, automatically selling what people had in their accounts. Yeah, that was particularly uncool. So the reason that this becomes a very complicated matter is because uh, the same 
let me try and and I got to try and make sure I get this right. The same company that owns the hedge fund that went bankrupt is a financier of Robinhood. Oh. So oh. it's a conflict of interest kind of thing. Citadel, yeah. Citadel and Citrone. Citadel uh, owns uh, Citrone. And Citrone is, I can't remember how, how it goes. Uh, yeah, but terrible. there's some serious conflict of interest thing going on specifically to do with Robin Hood's behavior. And I saw that there's a class, class, lawsuit, class action lawsuit made against Robin Hood. And um, I'm not saying the hedge fund did anything wrong. They did what hedge funds always do. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's people on both sides of the political aisle calling for, um, investigation into Robin Hood and the potential conflict of interest and, and things like that. Um, so much so AOC tweeted something out. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was calling for an investigation into it. And Ted Cruz retweeted her and said, 100% agree. And she tweeted back at him. No, fuck you. You tried to have me killed. I saw that the beef between them to them is fully understood. Yes. And also extremely hilarious. Um, Watching AOC just fucking go to town on Ted Cruz. I'll, I'll take that. That's, that's true entertainment right there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's, it's been interesting to watch and it's very, very entertaining to watch, uh, to watch people freak out. And it's not just been GameStop. It's been AMC. Um, it's, uh, yeah, a handful of poorly, uh, performing stocks. So how does that affect the companies themselves? Like, like that's something that I've been sitting here. Like, does that is this going to help GameStop? No, not at all. Uh, because uh, so they were already kind of considered to be overvalued, okay. and now they're definitely overvalued. Like, there it's it's not even uh, a uh, consideration. Like right now. They're uh, well, well overvalued. Uh, the only way that it like could benefit them is if, uh, you know, like there are people who are in in board positions and shit like that who are majority stockholders who can make decent money by cashing out on their stock. Uh, but it's not going to help the the solvency of the company itself. Okay. Uh, or its future success or, or anything like that. Uh, unrelated, uh, the dude who started Chewy um, bought three board seats on GameStop uh, oh, yeah, with right. the mission to help them survive in, in the digital age. So, oh. you know, we can still kind of hope that GameStop, you know, does well and, and kind of bounces back in, in the current, you know, climate. Um, and we can buy delicious dog treats with all of our premium used <laughs> and, and uh, new games. But um, the, you know, we also should remember that GameStop closed, like bought and and closed 
every other game store in the early 2000s. Babbage's is part of GameStop. Software, et cetera, is part of GameStop. Uh, Electronics uh, Boutique games. is, yeah, is yeah. part of uh, GameStop. And at the time, they were all a part of Barnes & Noble. So, you know, I'm kind of torn because I don't want to see the brick and mortar video game industry, you know, shut. But I also don't really give a shit what happens to GameStop because they're not some fucking little baby underdog that we should be rooting for. They squashed all the underdogs. And now they're dying in an industry that's going increasingly digital. And they've tried to ship their focus to collectibles, but they can't compete in the collectibles market because, you know, in order to, to actually make money in that, they, they have to mark them up. You can buy collectibles online cheaper and, and have it, you know, shipped direct to your house instead of going to a GameStop. Yeah, that way you don't have to be embarrassed publicly for whatever it is you're buying. <laughs> so one of the things that they're trying to do is turn their stores into um, kind of like rec centers, basically. Like they're trying to be community builders, like physical space community builders and changing the layout of a certain amount of GameStop stores to have like kind of a lounge and game area. Um I don't know because if that's the answer. I, I really don't. Um, I, Are they becoming a cafe now? Yeah, right. Um, they start to make, just become uh, those uh, PC PC cafe, basically. <laughs> I, I can say that where once I, I absolutely loved working at Software Etc. Or no, I was working at Babbage's. Um, I absolutely loved when I worked at Babbage's. Um, but if it was this community model kind of thing i would hate it i would absolutely hate it dealing with a bunch of kids that's it so we already as a barcade have parents who want to use our place as a fucking daycare i can only imagine at gamestop how that's going to go oh yeah no it, it'll it'll be bad that kind of thing it, doesn't it won't really work yeah, and it, it doesn't exactly like lend to nationalized, like a national chain kind of thing, you know. Like they already have those kind of rec center type, you know, come and play uh, Magic the Gathering or play games over our, like in the corner. And it's like they're not extremely successful. They all make money. But they're not all the companies that they squashed all the, the you know the mom and pop shops and shit like that the GameStop ran out of town are the ones who should be doing that and and do that is, you know we've got fallout games we've got you know oh, yeah. but it, there used to be a lot more and a lot better you know focus uh on those smaller uh game stores where you could find shit you couldn't find anywhere else you know I remember in Madison, there was uh, this game store. I can't for the life of me uh, remember the name of it. Um, but uh, they had a bunch of games, and uh, but they were also collectors. So they actually had not just like new collector stuff, like, uh, you know, new figures that came out and shit like that. But dude had like fucking walls covered in like old Mortal Kombat, long out of print Mortal Kombat figures and long out of print, you know, in box figures 
that like you GameStop's never going to carry out of print collectibles. I think no, I, I bought an entire box of uh, Super Mario Brothers movie trading cards. And, and did they pay you to take those? Or? <laughs> I think it, I think it might have been Pegasus Games. I'm pretty sure it, uh, it was Pegasus Games in, in Madison, Wisconsin. Ryan into the parking lot. Take it, please. We need to get rid of it. <laughs> like, no. Start throwing money. Eh? <laughs> But yeah, I'd love to see, you know, more of a focus on on that kind of thing. So Wouldn't like kinda- while this is this can be seen as a win of the people, you know, realizing uh, the impact that they can have on Wall Street. Um, GameStop itself is not the savior, you know, that it's it's not they're not rallying behind an underdog. It's not someone to root for. Uh, you know, it's GameStop is is a shitty company. Um, yeah, yeah. The, these people are using GameStop's bloated corpse to whitewater raft past those stockbrokers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Basically, Swiss Army knife manning the. <laughs> yeah. It'll be really interesting to see what ends up happening. Um, and uh, how the uh, uh, how the government reacts. And what it's going to mean for the SEC and, you know, shit like that. So it'll be real interesting once once. uh, And I'm kind of the mind of, uh, you know, the once the common folk start playing the, you know, rich people's game, uh, the rich people want to change the rules kind of thing. Some people take that a little too far i don't think that there's that much thought going into it uh on the decisions that they're making um but there is something to be said for the fact that uh when um rich people do this kind of thing it's no one's freaking out about trying to change the rules because everyone who's benefiting is in charge of the rules um and so once you have a forum of people you know you've got a fucking subreddit going hey guys let's do it for the memes uh then it becomes an issue so we'll see well those folks should go get real jobs instead of uh (laughs) you know playing monopoly all day Maybe, maybe, maybe those hedge head fund managers just need to skip their avocado toast and, uh, you know, maybe not go to Starbucks every day because, you know, they, they should really be able to take care of their own finances. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that, we have come to the end of the episode. We kind of already touched on what we've been playing. Uh, yeah. What was uh, what was the highlight of the week for, for you guys? Highlight of the week. Mm. Uh, honestly, today this week was kind of rough. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> this is a really shitty week for work and everything. So my highlight was uh, not. It was Friday night. <laughs> Turning off my teams and not having to think about it for. It's <laughs> my highlight. Uh, it sucks, guys. Don't do it. <laughs> How about you, Brooksy Pooh? Uh, I'd say my highlight of this week was 
Hmm. Well, I had to work an overnight shift on Friday into Saturday. Oof. Um, and I, I don't typically do those, but we we needed. I needed to uh, for, for work. Anyway. Anyways, uh, getting to stay up all night and playing Final Fantasy V. It just kind of felt like uh, like I was like twenty and had nothing to do again. <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm gonna stay up all night because I have to. <laughs> Uh, what about you? For me, it was actually today. Um, Jasmine and I went uh, out to uh, Encanto Park and uh, um, bought uh, bags of uh, duck feed and uh, just hung out and fed the ducks and uh, actually fed geese and ducks uh, from our hands. Nice. So it was, it's like a real wilderness experience. It was really fun. Like it was cute. Like having a handful of of you know uh, corn kernels and just holding it out and seeing this like big old you know uh, uh, there was the these I, they may have been ducks. They may have been a type of goose, but they had like just these you know uh, red bumpy bills and and uh, were. We called them dinosaurs. They're adorable. Yeah, uh, those are my... And I used to know what they just, like, they'd run up to us and fucking eat it out of our hands and then, like, shake their tail like they were excited. Is the best. Muscovy ducks. Okay. I was was joking about the whole... You're old because you played Final Fantasy VII when you were young. But, <laughs> but apparently, you're just taking taking uh, taking flight with this. Go out. Yeah, I my I like to get wheeled out to the park every once in a while. <laughs> just come and eat the crumbs from my power chair. It was legit, <laughs> like just nice to be outside and like see all these different you know birds and. The geese were super sweet and the the ducks were super sweet. And it it just felt neat. Like, you know, they're uh, when they're eating, you know, out of your hand, uh, they'll catch you a little bit with with their bills, but it's not painful. Like, it's just this soft little, you know, they're very delicate. And the noises that they're making was funny. And yeah, it was adorable. Well, next week, if we find out that you're dead because you were attacked by ducks, I'm going to say that it was your own fault. <laughs> They're going to find their way to my house, be like, where are those fucking food? <laughs> they close the door, latch it. Brian, where are down your chimney, exploding into your house. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thank you everyone for watching and or listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.